Welcome to the Lose Your Cravings podcast, taking a different approach to your struggle with food, weight, and body obsession with your host, Kisa Amaro, Certified Integrative Health Coach. Welcome back, my friends. I'm Kisa Amaro, Certified Health Coach, and I help ambitious women transform their negative body image and obsession with weight into body confidence so that they can show up fully in their life and their career. Hey guys, I am so excited to announce my Transform Your Cravings one-on-one program. If you want to take the topics that we discuss on this podcast and really take it to the next level so you can stop yo-yo dieting once and for all while finding peace around food and finding body confidence, then I invite you to work with me through my Transform Your Cravings program. Through the program, we find the root cause of your emotional eating, overeating, and poor body confidence and transform that into a healthy relationship with food so you can leave the drama behind and maintain a healthy weight for good. If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, then book a call with me where we just sit down, we get to know each other and see if we are the best fit for each other. You can find my link in the show notes. Okay, my friends, I am so excited to have my first guest on the Lose Your Cravings podcast. Um, So I have Sophia with me from Flow With The Grow podcast, and Sophia is a fitness coach who shares a similar approach to food and exercise as I do. So I'm really excited to have her here, have her share her knowledge with you guys. Um, And we're going to be chatting about the importance of mindset and mental health. Um, And we chatted last week when she interviewed me for her podcast and she did an amazing job. She's a really great interviewer. So I'm going to try my best to be an amazing (laughs) interviewer, but this is my first time. Uh, So I decided just to have some fun with it and see what happens. No pressure. So this might be really amazing. Well, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. (laughs) But on my part, I might stumble and whatever. So just, just go with it guys. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So Sophia, welcome. It's great to have you here. Thanks. Um, I'm so excited to be here. Oh, good. Awesome. (laughs) Um, so I just wanted to know what quarantine hobby, if you had one, like you started or you attempted, but then you gave up on. A quarantine hobby I started and gave up on. Mm -hmm. Oh, I would say, so I've always wanted to, do you know what shuffling is? No. Like dancing? Yes. So if you go to YouTube and Google or not Google, but YouTube shuffling, like more so like the techno EDM type stuff and they're like using their feet. It looks like they're like gliding. Yes. I started practicing that and I took even like kind of a lesson training on it. Um, and then I just, I, yeah, I quit that, but like, I've I've always wanted to know how to do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It looks so fun, but Mm -hmm. it's so hard. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. I would have no clue how to do that. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, the reason I think I'm just like, you know, we had time during quarantine, like, especially at the beginning, it's like, I tried to learn how to play the guitar and then I gave up. I'm just like, this is hard. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I feel like I've thought about this, like when we we're younger, mm-hmm. it's, I don't know, easier because I guess our brains are still developing, but like we can stick to things. And, mm-hmm. but like, as we get older, it's just harder to 
get a skill or to learn a skill. And then also I feel like our attention spans are so much shorter now. So it's like, if we don't get it, we get frustrated and we just quit. (laughs) We just stop. Yes. It's so true. Yeah, definitely. Like the attention span and just your ability. I used to be a teacher. So like I would, and I taught English in uh, Thailand for a while. And like the little kids, like the preschoolers, they picked it up like that. And they, their acts, like they didn't have an accent. Whereas like the, when they, when I went and taught like the middle school or high schoolers, it was a lot harder for them. Um, or even the adults a lot harder and like the accents were a lot thicker, but so yeah. Um, okay. Enough about learning new things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so tell us about yourself. Um, maybe like, how did you get into health and wellness and self-development? Yeah, so I currently live in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and I grew up in Vermilion, which is like an hour south. And then I went to SDSU to college, which is like an hour north from here. So I'm like right in the middle of where I grew up. But I went to college there and um, I bartended for a little bit because I didn't really know what I wanted to do after I graduated or I just didn't have a job. Um, and then I found Anytime Fitness. And it's kind of funny how I stumbled upon this. And I feel like this comes from my passion for just personal development and learning things and my belief in just that everything will work out. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was at Hy-V, which is connected to the grocery store, connected to Anytime Fitness. Okay. And I had gotten certified to train or to teach Pio, which is if you're familiar with team beach body, their workouts, they had certifications that you could go through. And I decided to do insanity and Pio. So I got certified okay. to do those. And um, since I didn't have a job right out of college, like most people I feel like are worried and they're just like, I need to find a job now. Mm-hmm. But I knew I didn't want to sit down jobs. So like I wasn't going to go looking yeah. for it. So I was just kind of doing bartending and also doing some online coaching at the time. And I just mm-hmm. knew that I would find something like I just had faith. I like felt like it would just happen. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that mindset served me really well. Mm-hmm. And I was at Hy-Vee and the Anytime Fitness was right there. And I was like, you know what? I am just going to go in see if they're looking to hire. And they actually were like, they were actively looking for someone to bring on. And so I started part-time just training, eventually stopped bartending and went full-time as the fitness trainer manager. Okay. And, um, anyone who was a new member, I would meet with them, talk about their goals, their struggles, find a plan. Um, we also had training sessions that people could do. So that's, um, so that's what I did there. And then eventually just a couple months ago in October or November, I decided to take a pivot, like a pretty big pivot and mm-hmm. leave that job. Um, I was there for about five, six years. I left and just focused solely on my coaching business and my podcast. Um, and I've been, you know, doing that ever since. Um, but I got into health and fitness because I guess I was always like into it and always liked learning about it. But, uh, so I was in sports growing up, middle school, high school, kept working out after high school, but I really struggled with you know, different eating disorders and restriction and then Mm -hmm. yo-yo dieting, body confidence, um, like all the things. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like I struggled with that for a long time, honestly, Mm -hmm. till like till this point right now. And along the way, I've learned a lot and I've always found passion and purpose in helping other people and helping them to create change in their life through health and working out and, Uh, maybe helping other people overcome what I've 
been through. And uh, yeah, so it's crazy looking back because I've struggled with different things along the way. And I found myself helping with helping people with those things, but those things have also changed over time. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Like what I've learned and I'm teaching now is so much different than two, three, four years ago. Oh, definitely. It's crazy. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. And it's just like, as you grow and like learn more and like that self-discovery that shifts how you work with clients as well. Yes, for sure. And uh, I remember when, so like talking about personal development, Mm -hmm. I remember the day that I started and do you know who John Maxwell is? No. Oh, you need to look to write his name down right now. (laughs) He is like one of the leading leadership experts in the world. And oh my gosh, I've learned so much from him, him and Danny Johnson. I think you would like Danny Johnson too. Um, but I went through a YouTube course and I just remember listening. I had an open mind. I think it's so important Mm -hmm. to have an open mind in life. Mm -hmm. If you, if you're so narrow-minded, um, Mm -hmm. and you're going to miss so many opportunities. So having an open mind will serve you well. Um, but I was listening to him and I just remember having so many aha moments and like epiphanies, <laughs> I feel nice. like for real. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it just helped me in all areas of my life. And that I started when I was in college and I feel like that's, it was pretty early on in my life versus other people who maybe don't discover self-development until years later. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so I've learned a lot and it's, it's, um, been really helpful in my life and then also helping other people. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. I feel like we've had similar paths. I just feel like mine has taken a lot longer than yours. (laughs) So I'm not going to, I mean, I like, I appreciate the journey I went through, but I'm not going to lie. Like I always think back, I'm like, if I had known this, like in my twenties, like how would my life be different now? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so, so that's so, that's so awesome. Um, so you work, or your interest in it, sorry, interested in like mental health and mindset. So in your words, cause I think there's a lot of definitions floating around about like mindset and mental health. What does mindset and mental health mean to you? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think it's so important. Um, and I think that the two are separate, but also combined. Um, mm-hmm. mental health is, I think that like through fitness and working out myself, I know that that's helped my mental health for sure. But also I think there's a key component that a lot of people miss and that's therapy. Like Mm -hmm. I'm all for therapy. I know that some people are not about it and maybe they've never tried it. Maybe they had a bad experience. Maybe they didn't like their therapist. Um, It's kind of like dating. Like you have to find the right therapist, um, one that you vibe with, you click with. But I just know for me, it's helped a lot in my journey, not just health and fitness, but like relationships, my confidence, my relationship with my food, mm-hmm. um, relationship with my body, relationship with fitness. It's helped in so many avenues of life. So I think therapy really is like um, kind of the solution, I guess, one of the solutions. Um, but definitely what I eat, working out, that can improve my mental health. Um, but that also helps my mindset because mindset, I think is, I don't even know how to describe it or like have a definition, but I think that our minds, our minds, our thoughts, they can make or break us. 
Mm-hmm. Like it can Definitely. be the thing that brings us defeat, discouragement, and then we quit. Mm-hmm. Or mindset can propel us forward to learn things and to not let those defeating moments like make us quit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I just think yeah. that, um, I think that our thoughts are really important to practice, to work on, to help improve our mental health, but also our mindset with things. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. I 100% agree with that. Um, mindset is key. It's, it's like such a foundation. Like I think of it as mm-hmm. the foundation. Um, and I really love, is. I love how you mentioned that finding a therapist is like dating. Um, I agree with that hundred percent too, because there's <laughs> different therapists out there. They have different styles, different personalities. You just need to find one that you jive with it, you know, that you fit with and feel comfortable with. So, yeah. Um, and you'll know, I feel like you'll mm-hmm. know. Cause I remember when I was, uh, when I tried my first therapist, from the moment I walked in, I could feel it, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. Yeah. See what happens. It went for a few weeks, a month ish maybe. And I learned some things. So there's some things that I took away, but also I just knew that she wasn't the right one for me. And so I went to someone else and instantly when I walked into that room and met her, I'm like, yeah, it was like, yes, <laughs> like my, I this is the my one. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. That's so awesome. Um, and yeah, I think, I think, um, therapy is such an amazing tool and that it's way overlooked. Um, when, when you're working on like your relationship to food and like, if you've struggled with disordered eating, um, yes, exactly. so and definitely if you're, if you're struggling at all with, and in like, this is my, my expertise and you can add to this, but just like relationship to food, um, disordered eating, body image, body shame, like explore therapy. Like I, I think it's so valuable. Yeah, I agree. And I think that working out can help us in some ways with that, but Mm -hmm. it's not going to get to the root issue of what's going on. It's not going to get to the root issue of like the things that are maybe in your subconscious mind that you don't even know about. Maybe Mm -hmm. something that happened in your childhood or something, you know, deeper that you can't, you can't get to with just a workout, even if you have a coach or like a a trainer, whatever, Mm -hmm. um, they can definitely help. But I think that to get the right, um, help and people who are experienced with that and have the knowledge with that, um, that's really important. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think, you know, like shifting our, our, our food, like maybe what we eat, and how we exercise is definitely helpful, but yeah, it's just, that's like the upper stories, right. Of the house. You still need that foundational work, yeah. um, to have that strong foundation. Yeah. And mental health is so important. Like I have a sweater actually, and it says mental health is just as important as physical health. Mm-hmm. Um, and another one that's mental health is health is mm-hmm. yeah, mental health is health. Um, and that's true. Like, I think it's important. I didn't really realize this till later on too, uh, maybe just a couple of years ago. And then I really started to become more of an advocate for it. And, um, like about a year ago. And when I was at the gym, when I started to open up more about it, other people started to be more willing to open up about it and also realize that it is okay to be sad or it's okay yeah. to have down days. And that's going to also play into, how you eat, what you eat, your workouts, how your workouts are going. Like it all plays a role. And I really think that mental health is like 
one of the a key component in the very beginning that we also need to work on um, because it is our health and it really is just as important as our physical health. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. For sure. And I think in, in just like diet culture, it's like, okay, what do you need to eat? How do you need to exercise? That's the focus. But when we look take like a holistic view, like we step back and we take a holistic view um, and you dive deep into the mindset, you dive deep into therapy, if that serves you, um, that's where like the real change comes from, like the real yes. lasting change. Yes. Cause yes. I myself have tried many diets out there yes. <laughs> um, Same. <laughs> and they didn't fix, you know, my relationship to food. Right. Yeah. It wasn't until exactly. I worked on the mindset that, that yes. I started looking at food differently. I started looking at my body differently and mm-hmm. uh, so, so important. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just ha- like having this conversation with mm-hmm. each other and then also um, like whoever we have, just having the conversation helps to kind of open a door for other people to say or realize like, oh yeah, that is important. Or yeah, I had a kind of a down day yesterday, but it is okay. And mm-hmm. it is okay to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think having these conversations more are really important. Oh, for sure. Just opening up that, that dialogue and letting mm-hmm. other people see. And she's like, oh, it's okay to like have a bad day. Like so-and-so had a bad day. Oh, like, that's okay. Like I'm not yeah. supposed to be happy all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think, cause even on social media, I try and I like to document my days, my weeks, and I like to show the, the ups of life and the things that are going well, but I also mm-hmm. love sharing the shit times that are not going well. I had, there was one time when I actually made a post I was crying. It was a really hard time in my life. I was very mm-hmm. emotional. A lot was going on. And I just was sitting there crying. And I, I took a picture and I'll get just, uh, what's the word? Not really kind of visions, but I'll get ideas in the moment of things that I feel like I need to share with the world. Yeah. And I just started typing, like writing things down of what I wanted to share. And I almost didn't share it, but I did. And that is the number one post that I've had people even to this day will say, will just like, tell me, thank you for sharing that. Like that was so vulnerable, but mm-hmm. more people need to do that. And it just kind of made it okay that they cried too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I, th- I think that that really helps a lot of people, um, in the, the, the whole aspect of mental health and crying is okay. And it is healthy. <laughs> yeah. And the, I mean, and that brings like, kind of like the idea of social media into, this realm and that a lot of times when you're looking at social media or what people choose to share on social media are positive things. They're like, look what I did. Look where I went. Look what I like this healthy food I ate. You know, we don't share like, oh, I just binged on ice cream and cookies. You know, like we don't share that on social media. So I think sometimes we get this skewed idea of reality when we're just seeing all these positive things and then we have a bad day and we judge ourselves for that. Yeah. So yeah, I thank you for sharing that and showing your vulnerability and the reality of life, you know, it's reality. Yeah, for sure. like, we have bad days. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, and yeah, we do need more of that on social media. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And it, like, it makes me feel more relatable. And if I can have someone who they feel like they can relate to me more or they will thank me for sharing that because of whatever they had going on in their life or because they see everyone who's sharing all the positives of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, then yeah, I, 
I definitely will keep sharing. And, um, I want to be the one who is kind of the, um, I guess like oddball of social media, because I feel like, like the people who I follow, they do share a little bit more now, mm-hmm. but it's still not shared enough. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do. I just want to give a shout out to your Instagram. I follow you on Instagram and <laughs> I like, you have a lot of like comedic relief, which is like, like some of your posts just make me laugh. And I just like, we need That's more of this too. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank it's you. Like I, yeah. Oh, go ahead. That's awesome. I, um, cause I actually do have this like funny, I think I'm kind of funny at times. It's more of like someone probably wouldn't expect it, but like, I'm kind of weird and I like, I don't know. I don't know. So like, it's kind of an outlet for me to do that, whether it's like a dance or a lip sync or yeah. I can play, play into with like the fact that I love wine or, you mm-hmm. know, I don't know. It's fun for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad that you, enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I get your humor. So I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Um, So really when when we're talking about mindset and mental health, why is it important to focus on it really? And we can like talk about it as it pertains to like nutrition and establishing a healthy, um, relationship with food and your body, like body confidence. Like why, if we have somebody listening who's just like, well, why should it, why should I, what's the importance of it? Yes. Okay. I love that question. So, um, I actually, before this, I was kind of thinking of, um, the things that have really helped me or other people that I've met with and talked with the things that I would tell someone if they were either just starting their health and fitness journey, or maybe they're kind of stuck or like, whatever it is, if if you have health and fitness goals, this will, um, this will definitely relate to you. But I was trying to think of that person and what I would say to them Mm -hmm. in this case. And so I actually came up with four, uh, not only tips, but like concepts around mindset and things that I would want someone to keep in mind moving forward, because I guess the importance really is sustainability. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, uh, when we start any health and fitness goal or whatever we're working towards, we can be super excited in the very beginning. We can be motivated. Like we're gun ho about this, Mm -hmm. but eventually, like we talked about the down days are going to come. And so the first one is to expect setbacks, like in your Mm -hmm. mind, get in the mindset right now that a setback or like a, or a slip up is going to happen. It's inevitable. Like everyone has them. You're human. You're not a robot and it's okay when that does happen. But I like to tell people that when you can expect it and you know it on the front end right away, then when that time comes it's maybe not easier, but kind of, and it's maybe not as defeating or as discouraging. You can just realize and become aware that, okay, this is happening. I'm in a setback. What's my next step? What do I got to do today or tomorrow to keep going? Mm -hmm. And I think that when you're in that mindset too, it becomes like, for me, it's like falling off track. Isn't a thing because it just is a part of the journey. Like it's right. just, it just is, yes. you know? Yeah. So it's more, it's so important. Like that it's going to happen. And mm-hmm. that's just a part of the journey. And it's a good opportunity too to learn more about yourself. Um, and to be able to look back and be like, yeah, I had this setback. It was challenging. I made it through. And, and then you can also help someone else do that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but the setback can be, you know, maybe you have a horrible workout or there's gonna be times 
like know this right now. There's going to be times when you feel like nothing is working or you just want to throw in the towel or you just want to give up. You're going to be like, all the right things, but nothing's changing. What's the use? I'm just going to quit. Days are going to come. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I just like that, that having that all or nothing mindset is like, just, I know it's easy to say, just throw it out the window, but I like that. I I like how you phrase it, like expect setbacks. And just when you expect them to happen, you know, it's part of the journey. And so when you come along, you're like, oh, this is just part of the process versus being like, I failed. Let me throw in the towel. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's where, um, it'll help you to just continue to not give up completely. And it's going to create that lasting success and sustainability, Mm -hmm. which hopefully people are wanting to make this a four thing, like, or a four life thing. Right. I mean, maybe you'll have, you have like a wedding coming up or you have something like a event or something specific, but also keeping in mind that, you are wanting to do this for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's not a quick fix. It's not just a temporary thing, but it's like, what mm-hmm. can you do that's going to sustain you for the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. And um, so the second thing was to play the long game. So to play mm-hmm. the long game to create the sustainability and um, to know that it's going to take time and probably longer than what you actually think in your <laughs> mind for like the physical results. Yes. Um, I, some people, you know, they, they want results. They want it now. They want it next. They, they envision it happening Mm. in a month or two months. And here's the deal. Like you can see and feel change. I think within, okay. You can feel change within just a workout or Mm -hmm. something that you eat. I think that, um, those short-term things, like you can feel that, but that's important because that's more so the, uh, the short term successes because then it'll build momentum into you continuing and into mm-hmm. the longer or the bigger results. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you've heard of the compound effect by Darren Hardy, but mm-hmm. he says some, he says in that book that the small seemingly insignificant changes lead to the bigger results, something yes. like that. And yeah, I keep that in mind for everything in life because mm-hmm. it might seem insignificant. Those non-scale victories and wins and just day-to-day, the things that don't seem significant mm-hmm. really are. Those are the stepping stones to get you to where you want to be. Right. And you said non-scale victories. So what would be, and I love non-scale victories. And I think this is one of the things I need to like, I don't want to say drive into clients, but like I have to like pull them out. Like what are these non-scale victories and show them the importance of it? So what, for our listeners, like what would be an example of a non-scale victory? Yeah. So it can be health fitness related or not, like just waking Mm -hmm. up and just waking up for the day. Um, but also maybe you went to your workout and you thought, or, and you didn't want to, but you did it, you got, you made it through. Um, it could also be you had you chose an apple over a candy bar or you drank more water than you did the night before. Um, it could also be, you have a shift in mindset or your attitude is different. Um, so just anything that's not physical body, like the tone, the muscle, the changing the shape of your body, 
anything but that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I think it's like these things, I think we like going back to diet culture, we're just so focused on the number on the scale or like what our biceps look like or our butt looks like. Um, so it's like those physical attributes. Um, and we, we like disregard the fact that we drink more water, right. Or that we chose to eat vegetables or we added a new vegetable or tried a new vegetable. Um, or we worked out when we didn't want to, or we went for a walk when we didn't feel like it. Like those things are huge. They really are. Yeah, Yeah. they really are. And it's important to celebrate those. Our minds will gravitate towards the negative things that we didn't Mm -hmm. accomplish or the things that we don't see change yet. So like this also is a practice. You have to consciously think about those things. It takes work. And it, sometimes it's hard. Like people, like even my clients are like, well, I don't really have any like non-skill victories. I don't know. Right? Really not, but there is, there always is. Yeah, and yeah. Also going back to the scale, something to think about that I talked about one time on my podcast. And then just what I like to tell people too, is that when you step on the scale, the scale does not care that you drink more water. It doesn't care that your skin is clearing up. It doesn't care that maybe you performed the squat movement really well. Mm-hmm. Scale doesn't care. The scale doesn't care that you had more vegetables or that you had a salad instead of a pizza. Like the scale, scale doesn't give a shit about any of that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's literally- I lo- no, I love it. I love this concept. <laughs> yeah. I get fired up about it because yeah. I used to be tied to the number on the scale. Mm-hmm. And I took a, basically like a whole year off of not stepping on it because no matter what the number was, I was pressured. I felt pressured. I felt defeat, discouragement. Even if I was like, uh, gaining muscle, losing body fat, I still mm-hmm. it didn't feel good. So if that's you, I would just say for right now, just toss it, get rid of it. Don't step on it. It can be a way to measure progress, but it is not the way it is not a, it is not the best way in my opinion to measure progress. There's so many right. other things. Yes, exactly. Amen. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Right. (laughs) We could have a whole nother podcast just about the scale. Seriously. Yes, we could. Um, but yeah, I think that those non-scale victories are really important for the longer success. Mm. And, um, and then also along with that, just connecting your goals to a deeper meaning. So Mm. if your goal is to lose 30 pounds, if your goal is to have more energy to tone, whatever it is, think about why, why do you want to lose that? Why do you want more energy? What's going to change in your day-to-day life when you, when that happens, who's going to be impacted by that? Is it a kid or a grandchild or your partner, niece, nephew, who around you is going to be impacted and in what way? Mm-hmm. Cause then like we talked about when those setbacks happen, you can really think about that. And it should be a kind of a reason like your why that helps you get started or get going again. It's not just throw on the towel. Right. Okay. There was a deeper meaning. Yeah. Yeah. I love because yeah, it's like when you have a deep, compelling why, it's gonna help you so much along your journey when you have those days you're struggling. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's not exactly. just about losing 30 pounds. There's a reason behind that, right? There's a reason why you want to lose those 30 pounds. Yeah. Or whatever yep. your goal is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Um, and then the last two that I had was to practice. So practice the skill of working out, um, and also practice the skill of your thoughts, like controlling your thoughts and being aware of what thoughts come to your mind and working to change those. So meaning if you have a negative thought, 
turn that into a positive one or Mm -hmm. do something that's going to help you to have that be a positive one. And the skill of working out or even like meal prepping, like, I feel like that's a skill too, but practice the skill of working out. (laughs) I know. (laughs) And I think, I think this is so important because a lot of people, if they're just starting their, uh, fitness journey, working out, they feel like they want to go into the gym for two hours a day, kill their bodies. That used to be me. And I, I like to think about it as a house. You can't start from the fourth level. Otherwise it's going to collapse. Same is true for our bodies. Our, we need to start with the foundation. So mm-hmm. foundational foundations of a squat, a hip hinge, maybe a push up, but like slowing it down, it's going to maybe be frustrating and awkward, but be willing to do that so that you can build to your fourth, your first floor, second, third, fourth, and so on. Um, and keep in mind that you're teaching your brain and your body, really your brain, mm-hmm. whole new neural pathways. It takes time. Like if we're, if you play a sport or you did play a sport, you had to practice the skill of that over and over and over again before you got better. So same is true with working out. If you can go into it with the mindset of you're going to practice this, that's going to help you to keep it be sustainable. Um, and of course not injure yourself, but, um, it's going to help you to just keep, keep going. Like that also is part of the journey is that practice. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So powerful. And just, Mm -hmm. yeah, I always like to think of like technique, technique over and form over like weight, you know, like I used to do CrossFit. I used to do CrossFit, um, before COVID and you'd see these guys and they're just trying to do so much weight, but their form is awful. And I'm just like, Ugh. Oh my God, you're going to like, can't back, you know, like you, you, yeah. yeah. It's like, and not and to say can't... it doesn't happen other places than CrossFit. That's just where I was in the gym. Yeah. yeah. And ha- um, I feel like it happens everywhere yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. You, c- you can't build on improper mm. movement pattern mm. and even I've been working out for years and every time I go lift or do an exercise, whether it's body weight or with weights in my mind, I'm really thinking about how can I perfect this even more? Or what can I do to make it more challenging or better? Like I'm always just working towards the perfection of it. It's not gonna be perfect, but just working towards that mm-hmm. and practicing that. Yeah. I like that idea of like, what's one thing, like what's one thing I can do to make this like towards that goal, towards that perfect form. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and then the last thing that I had was to, if you're, I mean, some people, they like to work on all the things, whether it's mm-hmm. working out and the meal plan and like all of the things, but a lot of people it's daunting and overwhelming and it's not sustainable. So if you can go into the mindset of, okay, one, one goal, one small goal, whether it is the workouts Maybe you have a goal of working out five days a week. Well, ask yourself, is that number one sustainable right now? Do you know for sure, 100% certainty that for the rest of your life right now, you do five days a week. And if the answer is yes, great. But if it's no, maybe try four, three, two, one. Some people just start with one and that's okay. One day a week. And when you hit that one day, then it's like we cross off something on the to-do list that feels really good. And then once we hit, if you do maybe two or three days in the week, it feels even better because you, you went above and beyond what you set the goal of for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, also setting small, a small goal of maybe you want to drink more water. So adding in versus taking away, 
when we restrict stuff, and I'm sure you know this and you talked about this, mm-hmm. when you restrict stuff, you want more of that. Yes. And like, that's like what your mind, <laughs> <laughs> that's like what you want. Right. Um, so something that really was powerful for my clients and I had one lady who was like, wow, I've never thought about doing that before. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's to just add something, maybe don't change anything else, but you're going to add more vegetables or you're going to mm-hmm. add more or add more protein or sleep or whatever, maybe it's just different, like in the mind, I feel like, mm-hmm. um, and a sustainable, and then you might naturally start to do less of drinking pop or less fast food. Right. And then when you go back to eating fast food, you're going to feel, Oh, actually this doesn't sit well with me. I don't like this. So it's, yeah, it's kind of like you naturally fall into that. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love how many like similarities we have. Cause as you're talking about this, <laughs> just this, like, you know, like what's one, one small thing, like the whole work working out, like so many people, they're like, I got to do it all. I got to do it all. And, but really like, is that sustainable? So like, what is doable for you? And I always like to think of like the path of least resistance. Like people will ask me like, when's the best time to work out? I'm like, whenever you're going to work out, like if getting up early in the morning is like, oh my God, I don't want to do this. Then work out after work or in the evening, you know, it's like (laughs) the path of least resistance. And just like, like you said, if it starts with one time a week, then yes, do it, get that down. And then we'll add another, another time, like two times a week. And then you might build up to three. And I think that's so important because we, you know, it's like that all or nothing mindset. And again, it's like, I have to do it all and I have to do it perfectly. Yes. Uh, But that just sets yourself up for failure. Yes, exactly. And it's also important too, um, like, cause you said the path of least resistance. So whatever feels Mm -hmm. good for you. So it's important Mm -hmm. to keep in mind that everyone is different. How someone Mm -hmm. eats is not how you eat, how, when you work out is not going to be the same as someone else, like do what feels good for you. And you might have to try different things to see what works best and what feels good, but whatever, whatever it is for you is okay. It's not going to be the same for everyone. Yeah, definitely. So true. So true. Mm -hmm. Um, So what is one thing that people misunderstand about mindset, work, and mental health? Ooh, yes. Good question. So one thing that people misunderstand about mental health and working out. Yeah. Mindset and mental health. Yeah. Hmm. I got to think about this because I'm sure there's a lot, but then it's like blank. (laughs) Right. No. And I, and I like, I asked this question because I think in diet and I go back to diet culture because this is what I grew up in and this is what I had to get out of. Um, And I think a lot of people struggle with just being bombarded by like diets and, you know, exercise programs and you need to look like this and Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Yes. Um, <laughs> and yes. they they don't think about the mental health side of health. They don't think about mindset, and so it's like this foreign concept. So if it's introduced, so when I introduce this to people, people are like, "Oh, does it really work?" <laughs> so so yeah, I'm I'm like, I think that it's just misunderstood in the sense that it might be like, especially with the like mindset, like it might be like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I feel like, yeah, I think that like the answer to that really is that it's just so overlooked because 
it's not talked or we like diet culture doesn't talk about it. Like Mm -hmm. it's something that we don't need to buy. I mean, yes, we can buy, invest in a coach, mental health, Mm but, um, but also working on our mindset just takes us right here and a supplement company or a diet company, they're not going to preach and talk about that because it's not selling their product. Um, and there is a lot of information out there. And also I would say that there is a lot of information And Mm -hmm. so it makes things super complicated, but really we just make it complicated. Like Mm -hmm. if we just, if you start with the basics, like go back to the foundations of more water, more sleep, whole foods, fruit, vegetables, move your body. Um, then I think that, that that's like, that can do a lot for a lot Mm -hmm. of people. Um, I mean, I know there's like hormones and things like that, but really it can be simple. And, um, and the other thing too, is that I think a lot of people, I think I mentioned, mentioned this earlier too, but a lot of people believe that to get a good workout, you have to go and go as hard as you can sweat as much as you can and get really, really sore. Mm-hmm. Not true. You do not. That that's, that's probably the least effective thing you can do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Did you hear that everyone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. And I used to be the one that would go all out as hard mm-hmm. as I could high intensity, the jumping, no breaks, no rest days, eat as little as possible, no Mm -hmm. carbs. No, carbs are good. We need carbs. Right. Um, (laughs) But yeah, like I used to be that person. And what I've learned the past couple of years is that like, that is all wrong. And I even taught that at one time, but it's okay. I learned, I learned from that and you don't need to kill your body and you definitely need rest days. And it's going to serve you very well and to reach sustainability, lasting results or success. If you really just like slow things down, slow things down in the gym, mm-hmm. slow things down at home on your mm-hmm. habits, behaviors, um, things like that. Awesome. Yes. Slow down. It's so important guys. <laughs> um, So it's been great chatting with you today. I'm so glad that you, that we connected first of all, and because I see so many like overlapping similarities on, you know, what you believe and teach your clients and what I believe and teach to my clients. So, um, thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing your wisdom and knowledge. Um, so how can listeners find out more about you and stay connected with you? Yeah. So, uh, well, first of all, thank you for having me and, uh, thanks for what you do too. I think it's important to have more people like you, like us. And, um, Mm -hmm. I think that, um, yeah, I'll be able to say, um, which happens (laughs) a lot, like I have it and then it's gone. Um, but the best way to connect with me would be Instagram. I am at Sophia underscore Dawn for one. Um, I have a podcast one too. It's at flow with the girl podcast, but the best way would be on my personal account, Sophia underscore Dawn four one. And then, um, I also have my podcast flow with the grow that you can listen to. And yeah, I would love any feedback about that and, um, would be happy to just connect with anyone. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And she just posted a tzatziki recipe that looks amazing and I want to make it. So you should go check it's- it out. <laughs> so good. It looks so amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay. I made it through my first interview. I'm so excited. This was so amazing. I'm so glad that I chose to do this. Um, 
So thank you so much for being here and I'll talk to you later. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you. Hope everyone has a good day. Bye. If you like what you heard on this podcast, I invite you to head on over to iTunes and leave an honest review. This helps us show up higher on the search results and therefore we can reach and help more people. Or better yet, just share this episode with someone who could benefit from the content I share. I would greatly appreciate it.